can't twist the truth It knows no regulation Handful of senators don't pass legislation And marches alone can't bring integration When human respect is disintegrating A pledge allegiance to the underworld One nation under dark care of which I stand alone A face in the crowd, a song against the mold Without a doubt, singled out the only way I know Somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech Somewhere I read of the freedom of press Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms, the podcast about the music less traveled by this pop-obsessed host, Amy, who can't spell psychedelic, and... Me, Jason, the psychedelic rock and disco aficionado. We're going to go ahead and skip what we did this week and get to it later. What's today's show about? Today's show is about protests. Yes, it's about protests and... And protesting. (laughs) It's about music about protesting. And about your right to protest. (laughs) And, well... To kind of frame why the show is the way it is, like, uh, we, we weren't going to really do a protest episode until recent events. And I think we generally veer away from politics. Yeah, we have. We, we did a very non political election day episode. And we, we've kind of pretended like the election hasn't happened since then. And now there is a new president whom keeps doing things we don't like executive orders we don't like right how dare he (laughs) but um so a couple of weeks ago i participated in the women's march in memphis thank you for that and it ended of course at the um the lorraine hotel so and if you don't know what the lorraine hotel is it's where martin luther king jr was assassinated so memphis is kind of a very important place in civil rights history and in protest history. Jason and I made the hard decision to make the next, um, now two episodes about protests because we had an <laughs> overwhelming response. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys really had a lot of great suggestions. So many suggestions that, uh, we're gonna have to spill it over. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna let it ride. Yeah. We're just gonna dedicate the next two episodes to protest songs. Because we feel like it's important that we let our feelings known. But Amy had one stipulation if we did protest songs. <laughs> no Bob Dylan. No Bob Dylan. It's just because it's a little obvious. To me, my pick is obvious. Well, to me, your pick isn't, and it's actually awesome. So we have quite a quite a treat for you this week. but A very special treat. <laughs> we have to kind of talk about protests and why it's important right now. I mean, it's important because it's our constitutional right. Think about countries that don't actually, where people legally don't have the right to protest. Right. And we also have to think about, you know, there was the uh, Arab Spring and that happened about the time my daughter was born. So I was listening to, you know, Syria imploding 
five years ago, six years ago. And that's still a situation. And now we're where we are. The new president is blocking the people who need to escape the situation that happened and various other things. And of course, today uh, in the <laughs> many people of New York City shut down all of their bodegas for eight hours. Nice. Yes. So um, protests are uh, happening left and right. I, If you want your your voice heard, numbers are important. So things like the Women's March, there were so many women that showed up. We uh, They estimated 9,000 participants in the Memphis Women's March. Right. It was somewhere, I would say, somewhere between, because the conservative estimates are 3,000, and then the higher estimates are 9,000, but nobody counted in Memphis. And it was it was huge. Like, it took us an hour or to walk a mile. Yeah, numbers are important. If you have something that you are concerned about, you definitely need to show up. Even if um, you don't think it's important, it is important just because that large crowd size. Or if you don't understand it, be there for your friends and family who do know what it's about or ask what it's about. I mean, we we all have mothers and sisters and, you know. Um, we all have friends who are either the descendants of refugees or immigrants or are immigrants as well and uh, i mean yeah some first ger- first generation immigrants so, so we need to protect the people who are who show up less in our country or not um who are being hurt by this current administration so um i mean i just want to put that out there and i guess this is kind of serious for an earbuds and earworms generally it is it is serious but yeah, and I I felt like even though we've been pretty quiet on the political front, I really wanted to We've been quiet on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've been quiet on the podcast, but um I really wanted to put uh, our feet in the ground early. This has been a rough couple of weeks, and especially the uh the situation with the extreme vetting and the alternative facts and all of this stuff is um just getting to me. So, hashtag fake news. Hashtag voter fraud. Yeah. It's just, um, this was a situation where both Jason and I felt like we should stand up. But we put it out to the ear buddies. We had an overwhelming response, but we also booked a- an interview. We booked an interview, and this is your special treat, folks, because <laughs> we interviewed a veteran podcaster. Yes. But we also, um, I would say Eureka did it as well. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. So um, we're going to go ahead and just let this go. Uh, we would like to introduce a special guest from Eureka Podcast. The we amazing Craig. Craig, who Ooh. has, um, yeah, like we tried to get you in early in our recording so that we could like beat Nerd Out Loud. <laughs> Amy, podcasting is not a competition. It's a community. <laughs> well, I'm 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 trying to get Christie's like internship, really. <laughs> it pays it all works. of zero dollars. Yeah, but I can put it on I guess I could put it on my thing. Or maybe I could put it on my unemployment application I think she for ha- this. I think she has it on her resume. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right, so Craig. Yes. I want to know why do you podcast? And why do you like it? <laughs> well, this is going to touch into a little sappiness, but really it Aww. came down to – it really came down to 
Jeremy wanting to have some sort of a creative output of any sort. And he would, we had been talking about it for a while and I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. I had, <laughs> we had no, we had no idea how to do it. We started with just this little, uh, like PC microphone. It just looked like a little Bar- Bob Barker PC microphone. <laughs> It was just on a stand. had a little kind of arced forward. And so, I mean, it was a crappy microphone. I had bought it for my study abroad so I could Skype with my mom while I was gone. Aww. Um, and then, so then it just kind of turns out that I just like talking to my bud. So, I mean, really, it's just us shooting shit once a week. And <laughs> All right. Uh, I have another question. Um, who do you know with the marmot lobby? What? Is, is this a joke that I'm forgetting? I joke uh, about y- – y- I joke about marmots a lot because I love the movie The Big Lebowski. I uh, guess. So uh, I think it's episode 193. You speak about the marmot lobby. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I don't – are- I don't – honestly, that's probably that, – that probably came about because – I mean I'm, just, I'm assuming you both have seen The Big Lebowski. Yes. Is the marmot lobby run by nihilists? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would assume so. They believe in nothing. Okay. I, mean, okay, I, now, I think I, we're getting somewhere. I, I now remember what you're talking about. I'm now dying. <laughs> and that I'm was crying. and that was kind of what that, and that was an arrested development joke, really, because we had taken all that time off and then our first episode we were trying to make it act like we had never taken any time off. Yeah, because you just pretended like there was numbering <laughs> and I was just like why it ended on 163 why is it in the 190s i'm so confused i don't i don't know why the episode stopped uploading we kept doing it <laughs> i'm excited about thursday touring again though yeah i you know i never listened to that band uh, <gasps> jason they're, jason they're better musicians than iron butterfly so i don't know if you'll be into yes! it yes oh i love you craig <laughs> that's physically impossible but i'll agree to disagree <laughs> yeah. You're such a di- you're such a diplomat. If you if you love Thursday, <laughs> you should tweet at Madam Woolite or at an average guest. Uh, dear Lord, oh my God! I actually, no, just... I actually have an Iron Butterfly story. Ooh, ooh, we we must hear this. So in uh, middle school, I there was a guy there was a guy who lived who went to the same school as I did who lived just down the street. And so I would walk over to them and I would get a ride to school with them in the morning. And so their dad had this like 1980s, like early 80s Lincoln Continental that had an 8-track player. And the only 8-track <laughs> they had was Iron Butterflies in a oh Vita. My- oh my God, I'm so sorry. And, <laughs> and the song was the entire length of the 8-track side. Oh my god. Yes, it was. I'm so sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be I would I would be perusing antique stores trying to fix that You're situation. Welcome, Craig. <laughs> oh god. You've probably had your fill of Iron Butterfly for your lifetime. Well, and then, my huh? and my parents did have it on LP, so it's not like <laughs> But you never chose to put that on, I'm well, sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure I did cuz I was I loved playing records as a kid. I completely wore out my parents' Huey Lewis and the News sports album. That's because oh, you have man. great, like, great taste right yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's classic. <laughs> the Iron Butterfly is still mint. 
<laughs> oh, Jason, your face. I do wish this was Skype now. Actually, <laughs> actually, the rec- my, my, my parents' record collection was a uh, ca- casualty of divorce. I don't know where it wound up after that. Aww. That's what happened to my record collection, too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know you had that problem. You also sold a lot of records later, too. Yeah, that's because my record player broke. Yeah, and I'm trying to, like, be mobile. <laughs> I got I would, sick of packing boxes. I would love to get into record collecting, but it just takes up so much space, and it's not a cheap hobby. I have too no. many expensive hobbies already. I disagree. It is, no, you see, you can find stuff, but Jason, what you like came out 30 years ago. And nobody else likes it. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Plenty Thank of you. people like it, and that's why they all buy it on eBay. <laughs> but it's it's an older generation, and it's a smaller group. No, it's seriously, smaller group. if you're looking for music, you can find it on eBay. It's no. super cheap. What are your other hobbies, Greg? I, I would say, I mean, technically, I guess I'm a guitar player, but I don't do it enough to consider myself an actual guitar player, because I'm pretty terrible at it. Um, if I, you play and own a guitar, you're a guitar player, fair sir. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have... <laughs> My, my my running joke with my actual musician friends that if I ever joined a band, I'd have to buy cheaper equipment so I didn't just look like a dick playing a $2,000 guitar. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, you – in that case, I would buy a cheaper guitar so I didn't break or mar my $2,000 guitar. <laughs> that too. Um, I've got my free ukulele. That, that was the Kurt – yes. That was the Kurt Cobain model. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, Kurt, he, Kurt, he had like cheaper versions of his. Hmm? He broke the same guitar every show. They just kept fixing it. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just like uh, just laminated it back together each time. Well, depending on the type of gar- uh, guitar, the necks are removable. So if it's just a cheap Mexican Fender, the neck it was just yeah, it pops off. Yeah, my first guitar was not a Squire, but it was a cheap Mexican Fender, and it was brutal on the fingers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my my first bass was a Squire, and then I had a DeArmond hollow body with the sunburst, and then I had a Fender Peak Jazz. That was amazing, and got stolen. It was an Aerodyne. Yeah. <laughs> my first, uh, my, my first Fender guitar, uh, my house got broken into, and so everything got stolen. So instead of replacing my 350 CDs, I bought a Paul Reed Smith. <laughs> you did very good. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like, reasonable. Yeah. I was like, they gave me an. I got. I came out way ahead. They gave me a massive uh, insurance check, and I was like, I don't want to replace CDs. I have them all backed up on my computer. See, that's how you plan. That yeah. is. That if is only I would have planned that, I'd be in jail. <laughs> oh, good. Oh yeah. Good Ooh. thing. Yeah. Don't admit anything. And um, also, how did you get into music in the middle of Kansas? Is it just your parents' record and that was you earlier? That was a big part of it. There's not a lot to do in a small town. So you either drink and drive as a teenager or uh-huh. you – well, it, regardless, no matter what you're doing growing up in a small town, there's drinking involved. And so you're either bullshitting with your friends and drinking and listening to music or you're just – it's there's just – also, at my hometown surprisingly had a pretty decent music scene considering how small it was. I mean we had some yeah. – pretty decent or sizable bands come through every now and then um that's pretty awesome yeah we had a really really good music a radio station and then they kind of changed formats a bit and died pretty quickly after that change but it's kind of well that and um it's like my hometown is like 60 percent no not quite like 40 percent college students okay so it's, is there a college there yeah 
there's a Division two college, Pittsburgh State University. It's my hometown's like sixteen thousand people, and it's like eight or nine thousand students with graduate students. Wow. So oh wow. It's mostly like the biggest employer, the school, the, the town's a complete ghost town in the summer. Being a college town, you can get um, some, you could get uh, touring bands to stop through every now and then. It's pretty awesome. I grew up in a slightly smaller town than Memphis, and I lived on the outskirts of it, but not really. Um, but we had some pretty cool bands drop through, but it'd be like a Bob Dylan show and nobody would show up. <laughs> So, like, Bob Dylan played to, like, 50 people at the Omen Arena, and <laughs> it's just, like, depressing. But then Jack White came through, and it was insane. Like, there were a ton of people. So, it was weird, because they added a Jack White show, and all of a sudden, Jackson... Yeah, Jack White could probably sell out just about any... Well, maybe not anywhere, but he's in a get or draw a crowd anywhere. Yeah. I just couldn't believe Bob Dylan didn't draw a crowd. Yeah, well, I... Th- I mean, I didn't go... <laughs> Bob Dylan seems to me like he's the type of person whose popularity goes in waves. I could see that. Like he's kind of um, he's pr- hipster, hipstery. That he's right fairly now. political. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably a big part of it. Maybe that's probably why he's getting more. How he got the note. Um, it, it's just how uh, popular culture recycles itself. It's just Bob Dylan has never gone away. He's always <laughs> been there, you know. <laughs> Well, he had his super folky protest phase. Then he went electric. And, uh, then he found God, and, and he just been going on since. Here's one of my many music hot takes. <laughs> Bob Dylan is a much better songwriter than he is musician. He's not a good singer. He's not a great guitar player. So it's really like it, Bob Dylan's most popular when other people do his stuff. I would agree with that. Uh, I find it more enjoyable when other people do his stuff. I'm not trying. Well, to, uh, I'm not trying to take like anything you, away uh, from him. Craig, in your in your email you sent us, uh, one of the themes that you suggested was covers. Yes, and it. I won't say if, but I'll say when we do an earbuds and earworms <laughs> covers episode. Uh, I've already played my Jimi Hendrix card, so I won't be Thank able God. to play all along the Watchtower. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Jimi Hendrix fan. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I always let I've, my feelings known. <laughs> I've been to Jimi Hendrix's grave in uh, outside of Seattle. Oh. Sweet. No, I went to Seattle in like 2003. Oh. Was so, it awesome? Very cool. I haven't gotten to go to uh, Seattle I, ever. I have family who live outside Portland, so we went to Seattle for a couple of days and spent two weeks in Portland. It was great. So, um, let's see. Do you have any more questions there, Jason? Oh, uh... Are you a Mad TV fan, Craig? I'm. I mean, I've watched it. I wouldn't say that I love it, but I'm familiar with it. Oh, I know what this intro is going into. This awkward segue. I've heard of a lot of lowered expectations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't. I don't remember what that. I mean, I knew it was from Mad TV, but I don't know where that. I was just a random thought. I, I was thinking. <laughs> I always know. We'll see. I. I say that, like I sing that out loud a lot. Just you won't believe wh- how often. You- <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever said it on the show. Oh yes, you have. Oh wow. Okay. Well, uh, lowered you know, expectations pos- was a Mad TV sketch where you know, it was even- a video dating service. Like yeah, thank thank mid nineties Tinder. It's <laughs> it's very possible that I heard you say it on earbuds and then I stole it. <laughs> really. And that might oh, have no. been, that might have been why it was an earworm for me. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I just did that. expert podcasting right here. 
Yeah, skills. I love you, Craig. Craig, you're so charming. Just... Craig, what can I say, dude? <laughs> so, um, we also have a second half of this interview. <laughs> yeah, so, um... Is it possible that this is a two-part episode because Craig's interview was so long? Or? It was because we had a lot of podcasts. <laughs> we had a lot of suggestions in the Ear Buddies segment. But um, also... Um, Craig, Craig had a lot of really good suggestions, too. And one of those is going to be the final song. Yeah, Craig gets the final song because he, he let us interview him. And even though... Sorry, like, Craig, we, we kept you for too long, but... I told him it was going to be a 20-minute interview. That's what you get for hating on Iron Butterfly. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Craig. And we're going to present the next uh, half of that episode, or like half of that interview next episode, along with the rest of the protest songs. Yeah, you'll get that in episode 19, Rise Against the Machine, part <laughs> duh. Or part two. <laughs> part duh. <laughs> so right. what music did you bring this week, Jason? Um, I brought you Handsome Johnny by Richie Havens. Hey, look yonder, tell me what you see. Marching to the fields of Birmingham. Looks like Handsome Johnny with his hand rolled in a fist. Marching to the Birmingham War. Hey, marching to the Birmingham War. Hey, what's the use of singing this song? Some of you are not even listening Tell me what it is we've got to do Wait for our fields to start listening Hey, wait for the bullets to start whistling Hey, here comes a hydrogen bomb And here comes a guided missile Here comes a hydrogen bomb I got a whole most all right, Handsome Johnny by Richie Havens. So this is uh, definitely a Vietnam War protest song. It was actually written earlier um, in like 1966 or recorded earlier. I kind of felt like Havens gets a little meta at the end when he's he's talking to the audience. He's saying, hey, I'm playing this song and you're not listening to it. And you're not doing anything. And you're not doing anything. As you hear in the lyrics, he just describes... War after war. Civil War through World War II, really. I think he covered the Revolutionary War through all of that. Oh, yeah. Like, he starts out, uh, Handsome Johnny is marching to war in every single one of those, uh, one of those wars, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, um, very powerful song that I have never heard before. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. You don't listen to stuff from the Woodstock era, so. <laughs> well, it's just surprising to me. Like, I can't believe I've ever missed this song. This is a very good song. I think that's what is so beautiful about this episode is the protest music. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of different types of music on this episode, too. And I didn't realize how many protest songs had ever been written. Music's well, powerful. Any Anytime there's been a government, someone's hated it. <laughs> We just didn't always have recorded music back then. <laughs> so, uh, Amy, what did you bring to the table this week? I brought um, MIA's Border. Guns, guns, doors to the system. Yeah, fuck them when we say we're not with them. We're solid and we don't need to kick them. This is North, South, East, and Western. Yeah, guns, guns, doors to the system. Yeah, fuck them when we say we're not with them. We're solid and we don't need to kick them. 
I had just listened to this song when the most recent president signed the executive order that made it harder for refugees to enter this country. And this song is about refugees. MIA is actually a refugee, a refugee from Sri Lanka. And so even the imagery in the song is like, come on, seriously, what's up with your privilege? What's up with all of this? And um, I mean, it's a song about the refugee situation across the world throughout the decades, really. And even in the music video, she's representing the different ways that refugees are getting to different places. And to me, it's important because these people are left desperate. Imagine yourself desperate. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, floating across the water from Cuba to Florida on a raft? Or just trying to leave a place that the whole town's been bombed out, like, by somebody else that you were unaffiliated with. That's the problem with what I feel about this executive order, is so many of these people are trying to escape the same thing that all of us fear. So, come on. And what's up with that? Anyway, this is this is definitely a song I wouldn't have listened to on my own. Um, I never heard it in radio play. But... Hey, I'm glad you brought it. There's, we both introduced each other to something new this week, which is really cool. I mean, you are familiar with a- MIA, right? Nope. Really? You've heard Paper Planes. What's that? I'll make you listen to it later. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's an important song. And do you know what time it is, Jason? What time is it, Amy? It's time for our protesting ear buddies protest edition (laughs) oh god so um first uh i'm really overwhelmed with how many songs we got it's amazing thank you guys so much for the music that you presented us um the first ear buddy of the podcast is going to be robert slash bobby And he bought, uh, as he says, a blunt option, which is called We're Not Going to Take It by Twisted Sister. Classic Twisted Sister. <laughs> I just like feel like stomping my feet and picking up a sign right now. I- I'll tell you why this song is important to me. It isn't because it's this song, but because Dee Snyder, uh, Frank Zappa, and John Denver were involved in the uh, the Senate hearings run by Tipper Gore for censorship to put the explicit lyric stickers on albums and CDs. I remember that. Yeah, that's why this is important for me. So You're not going to take it? No, we ain't gonna take it. <laughs> and um, what's the next ear buddy selection? Zach brought us a song from Nina Simone, and this is Mississippi. Goddamn! Don't tell me, I'll tell you. Me and my people just about do. I've been there, so I know. 
keep on saying, go slow. But that's just the trouble. Washing the windows. Picking the cotton. You're just plain And I would like to apologize to my grandmother for saying goddamn on the podcast. <laughs> well, this is marked E all the way. We had an interview with we had an interview with Craig. I kind of picked a very explicit song. I think I cussed more in the interview than Craig did though. <laughs> <laughs> MIA cussed more than anybody. It's it's a very it's a fun song, but it's a sad subject. I see. I wouldn't even call it a fun song. I would say it's a poignant song. It is very playful with the lyrics, but what she is saying is so extremely important. Pretty much um, still now. Still now, yeah. Uh, well, what I mean is the way she presents it. She kind of breaks the fourth wall and is like, you know, talking about the music itself, how it's a show tune, that, but the show hasn't been written yet. Yeah. And... Just it's, kind of talking about the style of music, but then... It's kind of vaudeville, playful, but then it's got a message. Thank you so much, Zach. All right. Who's next, Amy? Uh, Josh, who brought me something I've never heard before, and I am now so grateful. It is the Sweatshop Boys T5. She whines. She don't eat swine, and she looks so divine. I was looking for love in Palestine. Oh, no. We're in trouble, TSA. Wanna burst my bubble Always get a random check When I rock the stubble Tie to Katai, vibe the vibe. We're militant, you're on the mill, even in the vibe. Stopping refugees is just silly blood. We you know about Aeneas in the Iliad. Fled Turkey and he just founded Rome. What if you're drowned in a boat? Yanks eat turkey, cause your peeps have found a home. Where you think all the sounds in your phone from? Where you mean, Her Majesty's London? Where you think all Her Majesty come from? Trump won't my exit, but if you press the red button to watch Netflix, bruv, I'm on. I run the city like my name's Sadiq, not the Syrian city of the beat. Some all I wanna preach, but, but that's beat. I shot him up like sheep on the creep. Oh no, we're in trouble. TSA always So I think you might agree that hip hop is underrepresented on our show. It is, and also this perspective as well. Yes. Um so so tell me I I watched the video. This is basically about it's being a, profiled. It's about being an Arab man looking Arab trying to go through any airport in the world because there's an association which is quite unfair right can't can't have beard stubble because because i'm gonna get pulled out for a random search so i i thought that was incredibly important especially with all the protests at the airports this past week so i i mean very true and thank you so much josh so jason what do we have next uh we have a very punk a very crusty punk suggestion 
<laughs> from our friend Fiery Philip. Fiery Philip? <laughs> He's a fireman. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Philip suggested Up Against the Wall by Gigi Allen. The people who live on the side of the trench live with harassment with the man on their ass. Not enough money for the hungry and poor. The fear is covered down by the suit of the law. The neighborhood's covered. Yes, this is, this kind of brings back a lot of imagery of punks being frisked, but also they say go up against the wall. And I guess maybe I've been reading too much Persepolis lately and it just makes me think of firing squads. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought of, you know, uh, people getting hassled on the street by cops. Yeah, for how they dress and how they look and everything. So, I, I mean, it's a really, I'm glad, I can't believe I've missed Gigi Allen for this long. This is why I have the podcast, really. It, well, yeah, that's a big part of it, is being exposed to stuff we've never heard before. I probably heard this at some point. Um, <laughs> and what is the next song, Jason? Our good friend and ukulele buddy of yours, yeah. Jeremiah, suggested Michael Jackson's Man in the Milk. For me, I don't think I'd ever actually listen to the lyrics this closely. This is very clearly a protest song about looking at what's happening in the world and then looking at yourself and saying, what are you doing? And that, I think, is a really important question right now. Well, yeah, and just even think about what Michael Jackson went through as a person. Well, if you really um, want to like delve well, into that, I would say Liar City. Look well, at Liar that, City's Michael Jackson. That's a great episode of Liar City. Um, and also the times that he grew up in what he's seen kind of culminates in this song. This is a song that was in my household. So Yeah, for me, it wasn't so much in my household because I had a very conservative mother who thought everything that Rush Limbaugh said was true. So I wasn't even allowed to listen to Michael Jackson, but listening to... Like, this in depth, I I mean, this was an amazing song. I can't, like, it kind of blows my mind, the protest element of this song. I can see why it was such an important song. It still, I mean, still is today. It resonates today. Especially if you watch the video. Yeah, and, you know, police brutality is, um, 
a real thing that happens. And it hasn't gone anywhere. We got to do something. On a lighter note. (laughs) (laughs) We have to lighten this up because it's been a pretty heavy episode. Um, Okay, so we got some feedback from Molly. We got a post from Molly that makes you dance. Or actually, you're not supposed to dance. Well, it's a challenge to not dance. It starts off as a challenge not to sing, and then it becomes a challenge not to dance. It's a challenge not to even stomp your foot. It's a challenge not to physically enjoy the music that you're <laughs> that you're listening to and watching on screen. So there's a lot of there's some newer songs that Jason isn't so into. But there's also Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody killed me. You have to sing. You have to dance. You have to headbang to Bohemian Rhapsody, or you're not alive. Speaking <laughs> of which, staying alive is in there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but go check out that video that Molly posted because it will, um, after this episode, which is kind of a downer fight the man episode, um, you might need an uplifting song to keep you going through that next protest march you go to. So thanks, Molly. You saved the podcast. <laughs> She's our bright spot. Jason, what do we love this week? We both love some political sass by Dr. Dr. Seuss. Well, not even just the political sass. I like green eggs and ham. Yeah, uh, we we read and ate green eggs and ham in kindergarten. And the cat in the hat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's whenever you realize that you're supposed to sit in a chair when it's raining and then go wreak havoc and your parents can't get mad at you. Uh, no, I never took that from cat in the hat. The cat in the hat is a menace to society. Just saying. Read it. The cat in the hat <laughs> is that random friend who doesn't call, who just shows up and knocks on your door and comes in. With dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little that's a little scary. Got the M80s to blow up the toilet. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that book is actually a little PG-13. I don't know. My kid reads it, so we have different standards but, nowadays. But we did choose that we're gonna put the the episode picture as a political cartoon, and I would dare everyone to go look at Dr. Seuss's political cartoons, especially in the situation lately. We'll leave you a link for that. Yeah, because uh, America First, that was uttered in the 1930s, which makes me nervous. Just bringing the show right on down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go send us the um, your political opinions, where would you reach us, Jason? You can find us on Twitter at E&ePod. All about the memes and the gifs. And where are you, Jason? I am on Twitter at the T. And you can find Amy at Madam Woolite. And our friend Craig from at Eureka Podcast is at an average Gatsby. Just an average Gatsby. (laughs) I think that's one of the most clever Twitter handles, though. It's way more clever than mine. Oh, I like your JV guarantee. Mine just sounds like a sexy uh, wool person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Or sexy laundress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> you can always find us on Facebook at the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. And if you really want to send us emails, because we love emails. I'm a big fan of emails. I'm really good at reading the emails. And your emails are the best, people. The best emails, only the best. They're tremendous. They're bigly emails. They're big league emails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can reach us at e and e pod at gmail.com. 
And you can also find us at eandepod.com, and a part of the 10710 Network. And that is also, go check out our fellow shows, which um, Little Red Bandwagon, it's the show about, you know, TBTL. And then there's Nerd Out Loud. You should listen to them. They're awesome. Um, I have, but uh, especially since I was researching for my buddy Craig to come on the show, I was listening to a lot of Eureka Podcasts. Yes, Eureka Podcast is awesome. And you can find them just, I don't know, go to your podcatcher and look up Eureka Podcasts. I love them. Your podcatcher or iTunes or... Stitcher. All of the podcasts. Wherever pods are cast. <laughs> and if you want to go ahead and shop for the perfect protest gear, think, I don't know, sticks for your signs, <laughs> markers, uh, go ahead and go to endpod.com slash Amazon. We'll get a couple of cents yeah. for us to make our subversive our subversive <laughs> podcast. Our subversive podcast and pamphlets and whatnot <laughs> um, about our liberal views. A, Link- tri- a trickle of nickel. And we get, God, we get a little of those Lincolns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lincoln. <laughs> Where would you call us? Uh, you can reach us by phone at 731-400-BUDS, that's BUDS, or 731-400-2837. Please call us. We like voicemails. We miss we, you guys. We miss you. Your voices are so nice. They're really nice, and we'll let you pick songs. <laughs> Remember, if you leave a voicemail on our email, you get the final song pick, or if you do an interview. So, sorry, next week. You don't get to pick the song. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that's right because it's a two parter. It's it's a two parter, and our buddy Craig has uh, final song rights. So Craig chose a song. What song did he choose? I don't want to be here anymore. Bye. Rise against. We love you, Craig.
Try that again. Anything. I can't hear shit. Because we're not. All right. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut that shit. Okay.